At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is Mark Thompson. Ladies and gentlemen, we're very fortunate to have back with us the Secretary of Labor, Marty Walsh. And there's been a big piece of legislation that has passed the House. We want to hear all about it and its impact when it comes to jobs and the economy and who better to talk to than the Secretary of Labor. As a matter of fact, last time we talked, someone had tweeted that he is the most traveled member of the cabinet. Uh, Normally that's the Secretary of State, but it's Secretary of Labor. So uh, Mr. Walsh, welcome back to Make It Plain. Thank you. uh, The Secretary of State might have more miles than me though. I I think uh, his trips are a little further than mine. So he's got more miles, but you've probably been more places. I guess that's. Well, the I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not going to compete with him. I think the, the other cabinet secretaries. <laughs> I'll, I'll go into the competition, but yeah, no. We, we've uh, I've I've been all over the country. Uh, I think I, I've yes, it was my 21st day uh, that I visited, um, and really talking about what we're going to talk about today, talking about the infrastructure of America, both the physical aspect of it and, and roads and bridges, but also the human aspect of it uh, of the cares economy and. Uh, I know last time we talked to, we talked about equity a lot. And I was at a, a roundtable discussion on uh, Tuesday in Phoenix, Arizona. And we were talking about uh, the CARES economy and childcare. And, and I was there and, and the woman whose house I was at, who was a childcare provider, uh, she was from Mexico. And we talked about really the, this CARES economy, the majority of the people that work in it are women of color and immigrants and, and the lack of of, of ability to, to, to make good, good wages or decent wages is, is a big concern of theirs. So that's why the, what, the, what the House did Wednesday was really important by beginning the process of advancing uh, the, 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 um, the bill, the CARES bill, uh, and that's gonna make investments in job training and creating opportunities for better wages for people. Uh, this is the first time that I remember ever the federal government put together a plan like this, the, the, president, the presidency has put a plan together like this to make this type of investment in, in, in the human side of, of infrastructure. That's, that's better wages, that's better training, that's better opportunities, better benefits. Uh, because the folks that work in that industry are people that take care of our kids, that take care of our, our parents, that take care of our adults, that, that during this pandemic were heavily, heavily relied upon to, to continue to go to work every day, even though a lot of us could go on Zoom and, and do Zooms and, and work from home in a safe space. These folks went to work every single day uh, literally put their life on the line to make sure that there was 
daycare for first responders, making sure that that our, our parents and elderly folks that that are in, in nursing homes and facilities around the country are taken care of. So uh, we, we, we owe them this and our country needs this investment. Yeah, that's important. And, you know, as we look at, at Women's Equity Day, even this week, we know that those jobs are disproportionately women. We also know that women were disproportionately impacted in terms of job losses in the midst of this pandemic. And frankly, we also know that, that back in the day, when some of these programs first came into being, including Social Security, African-Americans were excluded, African-American women, in fact, who were domestic workers. So whatever we can do to, to correct those historical wrongs, and you're right, I don't think anybody's in denial in 2021 about the importance of child care and elder care, or I don't think anybody's in denial about who does it. And if we don't realize how much we should value those workers today, then we never will realize it. So that is a good thing. Right. And you said something really important. One thing that historically, too, is that any time that we've made a major investment in any period in history of America, it has not been an equitable across the board investment. Generally, there's always communities left behind. And this time, um, we have an opportunity, an obligation and a responsibility to change that. And, and when the president talked about these two bills in the very beginning, they were originally called the American Jobs Plan and the American Family Plan. He was also making sure that, that the communities that have been left behind, the African-American communities, the Latino communities, the immigrant communities, the communities of color have been left behind. We can't do it this time. And him, when I say him, the president and the vice president have been very focused on, on letting us know as cabinet members and letting the, letting the whole administration know that this time can't be. We can't look back 25 years from now and say, wow, it was a great time in America. We made some great investments in, in infrastructure in America. Oh, but you know what? The African-American community is left behind again. We can't, we can't do that. More MIP after this message. In terms of, of physical infrastructure, though, America's history has been when that investment is made, that does create a lot of jobs for people and a lot of opportunities. And people hear infrastructure, they hear the trillions. But in your own words, Mr. Secretary, let our audience know as much as you can about what's anticipated, what's really going to happen, what, what people can expect or anticipate in terms of real jobs to build, to improve, what have you, real jobs coming to their communities and towns? Well, on, on the physical infrastructure piece, this is, this is the $1.2 trillion bill that went through the Senate last week that's in the House. What people will see uh, is, is, is construction vehicles. What people will see is, is trenches dug to take, remove the uh, lead pipes that, that are in our, in our country. They'll see, in some cases, trenches dug or, or high-wise in neighborhoods to, to bring broadband to all across America. What people will see is road projects and bridge projects that have been put on hold for, for decades, quite honestly. And some of these bridges, bridges have long lived the, ten, the time that they were supposed to. People will see those investments. We also want to make sure people see the folks that are working on those projects are going to have opportunities. There's going to be, there's going to be prevailing wage in, in Davis-Bacon, meaning that they're going to earn good wages working on those projects. We also need to see diversity on the job sites. We have to, you can't drive by a job site if there's a job site in a particular part of America and you're driving by and the community is predominantly, say, African-American and you're driving by and you see all white, white guys working there. That's not, that's not the investment we need to do. We need, we need to make sure that the job training creates pathways and, and, and opening doors. Uh, I've spent, as, I, as you mentioned at the very beginning of this, when I go around traveling around the country, 
I generally talk to I talk to advocacy groups about whether it's immigration or the cares economy or child care or what have you. I usually talk to organized labor about the importance of opening up your doors and creating pathways in. And I talk about businesses, about creating real pathways. So those are the folks I talk to because there's no point in me not, if I'm going to talk to one group, I might as well have to talk to everybody to let people know that we can't do, no, no one individual group can do in the wrong. If you're an advocacy group and you're advocating, well, if you don't have the ear of business, you don't have the ear of labor, whoever you're trying to get the ear of, then you're going to, God love you. You're going to keep, keep talking and, and, and we're not going to see the change we need. So, we bring these people to the table. So you're going to see all that on the on these sites as we move forward. More MIP after this message. And, and obviously that includes green jobs also, because that's part of the new infrastructure that has to be built, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I, should, I, I didn't talk about that, but in this infrastructure too, that there's uh, in, in the physical infrastructure, you have charging stations that are going to come, electric charging stations, 500,000 around the country. That's really about green economy, you're going to see the investment in rail uh, and the investment in public transportation. I would argue that's a green economy investment because what you're trying to do is get people out of cars, onto trains, onto public transportation, creating pathways, and that reduces carbon emissions as well by having fewer cars on the, on the roads. So all, all of these things are, are somehow tied to the environment as we move forward. And then in the, in the, in the, in the Build Back Better agenda, there's other investments in there for the, for the green economy as well. And President Biden has been very clear when he talks about the, the green economy, he talks about the ability to create jobs. And, and that's where job training is going to come into play either. Because people might be saying, oh, well, how am I going to work in a, a green economy job? And quite honestly, if you have good job training programs, it'll open doors for people. As we get ready to wrap up, let me ask you this. I'm sure I know the answer, but I'll let you say it for the record. As you go around the country and engage American citizens, are most of them still talking about who really did or didn't win the election? Or are they excited to talk about the possibility of infrastructure jobs coming to their communities. I think most people are excited about, I don't hear about who did or didn't win the election. No one brings that up to me, but I think people are excited about the, the, the potential opportunity for, for which way America's going now. Uh, yeah. as, the president, as President Biden often says, we want to win the future. To win the future is by engaging the communities, by engaging elected officials, by engaging everybody to, to create pathways. And I think that that's what's important here. I, you know, I'm, I've been in enough church basements now, as Secretary of Labor and certainly as Mayor of Boston, to look around the room and, and think to myself that if, if the folks that are in this room at, were advocating for an issue, if they had a good paying job, they, they, the future of their, their family is going to change, meaning their family is going to win the future. Their right. family is going to be able to buy a home. Their family is going to have a pathway. And that's what we have to do. And that's what America quite honestly wants. And if you look at the poll numbers, uh, I'll end with this. When you look at the poll numbers, 70 percent of the American people agree with these investments. Uh, this is not something that people we don't want this. I mean, I don't know who in their right mind can say to me, well, I don't want a new bridge in my town or I don't want better broadband access or I don't want somebody taking care of my elderly parents. I don't want them being paid a good wage or somebody that's taking care of my child or even have access to childcare that we shouldn't have it. All of these issues are, are everyday Americans are concerned about these issues. Yeah, and as I know you also concerned, we're all concerned about this Delta variant. You all, please be careful. We're, we're not gonna be able to get back to work and sustain the recovery, so to speak if we aren't safe as well. Uh, and Secretary didn't ask me to say that, but that's what we want people to know too, right? I mean, if we're gonna continue to get the jobs back that we lost, we gotta be safe so folks won't get sick at work and then we have to shut down again. Yeah, and there's enough proof now out there and the FDA approved uh, the vaccines the other day. There's enough proof out there that people that are vaccinated that come down with the Delta variant, that their illness is, is far less than right. people that have not been vaccinated. So. 
I'm encouraging people to get vaccinated. If, if you made a decision to not to get vaccinated for whatever reason, I'm asking you to rethink that position. Uh, these stories are real. Uh, people are losing their life and, and, and these numbers are going in the wrong direction at this particular moment. So if we want to continue to move in a pathway forward in America, we need to get people safe. And getting safe means getting vaccinated. The Secretary of Labor, as he also mentioned, former mayor of Boston, and he's still kind enough to come on the show with, with, a, with a New York Yankee. So we're, we're good with that. We can still work together. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Your team's coming on and my team's going the wrong direction. Something's wrong here. <laughs> Reminds me of 1978. You, it you... feels like 78 a little bit. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mr. Secretary. Thank you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.